at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. And I just love that opening of my show, you know, rational thoughts. And I always say it's just a joke, but today I'm not really sure. We'll see if we have rational thoughts. I am joking. I got two guests on today, not one, but two. Um, our first guest, um, she's been a top 10 money earner in Avon for over two decades. She's a speaker, author, mom of a 17-year-old, and probably one of the most prolific networkers and uh, nicest people you'll meet on the planet, number one. Um, and he, she's working with a man who is an award-winning author of a heartwarming business fable called The Unexpected Tour Guide, which won the Bronze Level Award in Business Fable category from the Axiom Business Book Awards in 2015, recipient of many endorsements from best-selling authors like Bob Berg, Brian Tracy, Tom Hopkins. His resume goes a mile long, so we can uh, dispense with that and get right to the show here. So I'd like to welcome to the show uh, my good friends, Lisa Wilbur and Jeff C. West. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having us on today, man. Good to see you. Oh, it's good to see you too. So um, we have maybe 20 or 40 minutes, depending on how much fun we have. Um, why should people listen to us today, or you guys rather, because I'm going to just ask questions. What, what's, the, what's the hook? My opinion, the hook is two things. Number one, there is an absolutely great book that the two of us have co-authored that if you are in any type of sales, whether it's direct sales, multi-level marketing, any type of independent type sales, this is a book you're going to want. And then you're going to want to have everybody on your team get this book. But the other thing is Lisa is probably the best I have ever seen in my life at building a following and what she's done with the book launch group that we put together on this. That in and of itself is something that you don't want to miss on this show. Absolutely. Well stated. Anything you want to add, Lisa, or just nod your head? What do you want to do? <laughs> nod your blue head. <laughs> Nodding your head. We'll get to the blue head in a minute. Turquoise. Um, yeah, I've been I've been a um, a raving uh, spectator watching you guys build this amazing army of people for your book. And in summary, guys, I'll give you a summary. Then I want the details in these two. Everybody who writes a book is like usually they're a solo author or you know I'm going to launch my book and they go out there and tell their friends about it for a week and then their friends like start unfriending because it's just too much self promotion. What you guys have done is building a literal army of people advocating, promoting, and sponsoring, promoting, you know, getting your book out there, which is a miracle because I don't know how many, is, how many, do you know how many has been so far? How many people so far you've got helping you out, Jeff? Somewhere around 1,200 people, and at least just in the Facebook group alone, not yeah. including what we're getting in other venues like LinkedIn yeah. and all that. So. And, and 1,200 people, their networks represent how many million? <laughs> <laughs> when I counted it up, it was probably close to 2 million. Yeah. So think about that. If you're an author and these guys are, um, you know, they're successful business people, they've written before, but in terms of a book launch, they've got their book poised in front of a couple of million people right now. So that, that, that I want to get into how you did that and why you did that. But before we do, I want a little bio because I just read the little two or three sentences here. Lisa, tell me a little about you and your, and your direct sales experience and how you got involved with Mr. West here. Oh, okay. Um, I uh, actually, my direct sales experience, I signed up uh, to sell Avon when I lived on Guam in 1981. I was 18 years old. Uh, I got married when I was 18 because evidently I'm an idiot. And I mean, <laughs> I mean that in a loving way. <laughs> but when I got over there, all the military wives uh, weren't working and I'd worked since I was like 12. So I wanted money of my own. 
So mm-hmm. um, I saw a bunch of people selling other party plan type of things, but I didn't right. see anybody doing Avon. And I, my first earrings were Avon. My first mm-hmm. cologne was Sweet Honesty. Oh. So I wrote to the company back in the States and bought a kit that way um, mm-hmm. and started selling over there. And I've sold nonstop since 1981, which obviously I must have been a wee child when I signed up. <laughs> so, that's not uh, two decades, Lisa. I think your bio said two decades. That's like... No, that's how long I've been in the top 10. Money oh, earners. excuse me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. I wasn't immediately in the top 10. They didn't like, I wasn't born in the top 10. <laughs> you were kind right. of slow. No, yeah. What a they, didn't have, they didn't actually offer the team building thing in the beginning. They weren't doing that yet. The network marketing mm-hmm. part. Avon yeah. didn't start out having that till 92. And I didn't oh. join... I didn't join that program till 93 because I thought it would be the ruination of the company. So, and then it ends up being the thing that yeah. made, made my business. So uh, yeah. But m- how right. I met Mr. West here is we are in the uh, Go-Giver Success Alliance together. And mm-hmm. I actually yeah. joined that to meet new people. Cause whenever mm-hmm. I, I want to boost in my business, I join something new or have some new interests so that I'm around right. dozens of new people. And I have to be talking to Bob Berg about something else. And I'm a long time. Uh, I don't want to say, I guess we're friends. It's not like we hang around together or anything, but I've known him for probably 20, 25 years. And yeah. he's, did yeah. you see this thing I'm doing? And I just yeah. said, if you're doing it, I'm in. And okay. uh, the first meeting I, I went to, I think it was, I happened to have blue hair. And I was feeling kind of funny about it because sometimes I get intimidated by like the architects and the lawyers and all that stuff uh, because in direct sales, even though I've done quite well in my category, uh, I you don't often have people, you know, look up to you in direct sales. <laughs> so I was more or less explaining my blue hair. And um, what I said was, if you want to have less judgment in your life, Go ahead and dye your hair blue. This is working for me. Tell you, I go down the grocery store and I see some lady in a tight skirt. And I'm thinking, man, that lady's got a tight skirt, said the lady with the blue hair. So it it just made me not be so judgmental. And I was just sharing that on the call. And when I did that, I looked in the comments and Jeff had said that would make a great title for a book. Yep. And here we are. Wow. Very, very impressive. And and Lisa, real quick on that, on uh, Avon is like one of the oldest direct sales companies out there, and you're like one of the top top t- people in this thing, right? I mean, it's like a big, it's a big deal. Yeah, right. Right now, I'm number five in the United States for money yeah. earners. Yeah, and I I have been for in the top ten at least for the last twenty years. That, that's very impressive. Yeah. Um, equally impressive is my good friend Mr. Jeff C. West here, who's a multi bestselling author and. Uh, Go ahead, tell us, Jeff, a little, little background on how you got involved with this stuff and met Lisa and all that. Well, basically, in my case, I had a multi-decade history in sales and sales leadership. Mm-hmm. I actually had 10 years in the in a couple of industries in musical instruments and industrial uniform services. But then I, I did the last 20 years uh, in the insurance industry with right. Aflac. Mm-hmm. And I, the last 10 years of that, I was actually a state manager in the Houston, Texas area. And so a long time of training salespeople and, and, and sales leadership. And as I was transitioning out of that, I decided I was going to retire from that business. And I had reached out to Bob and Bob actually put me in touch with Duck. 
you know, you know, the, you know, the guy that's sitting here right here with us. And uh, <laughs> because I was, I had written a book and I wanted to get Bob's feedback on it and, and then how to turn that into a business. Right. And then uh, Doug, of course, you, you were instrumental in helping me get that started. And so I've, I've been doing that for the last eight years, writing, uh, doing speaking, some seminars and all that. But my real passion that I enjoy the most is writing. I enjoy that more than selling. I enjoy that more than yeah. sales coaching. I still do some of that. But it, the writing, especially in the fable genre, is just my favorite thing to do. Yeah. And I visited with, uh, of course, you, we, all, we all three know Bob from being in the Go-Giver Successful Lives, plus history before that. Yeah. But uh, I've since gotten to know John David Mann, his partner yeah. on The Go-Giver, and we yeah. become friends. Mm -hmm. And John and I were having lunch one day, and I was talking about some ideas that I had about a, how to do my business model, and I wanted to know what he and Bob had done. And so mm -hmm. basically, I duplicated the model. If you're going to do something, duplicate what somebody else has done that's been successful. Sure. And so I reached out to Lisa, and I said, look, I'm, I'm, I am looking for people who have a following, who have an audience, that have things that they consistently teach that works really well, mm -hmm. that I can then take those lessons and turn that into the fable. So that's the partnership that we had. And as people mm -hmm. read the book that said the lady with the blue hair, odd title for us, I'm sure now, <laughs> but <laughs> the, as they read the book, uh, there's seven principles or seven rules for success in direct sales. Those mm -hmm. are what Lisa has been teaching her team for decades. Yeah. Uh, there's other little bit of other sales training in there that I weave into the story that some of my things and then the fiction is mine. And we just, it's been a great collaboration. I, I can't brag on her enough or brag on the collaboration mm -hmm. enough. It's just been a real blessing and it's leading yeah. to some other things, which I want to do in life too. So it's working yeah. well. Absolutely. So of, 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 of big interest, to a lot of people watching this is you guys have got, like I said, the largest army I've ever seen on a book launch. Um, was that your idea or Bob suggest that and tell me how, how it went down. I have to give all credit to that, to my blue haired partner there, because oh, yeah. uh, she, matter of fact, when we were writing the book, I'm deep in, into the creative process right. and I'll send her chapters and all that. And, all, and, uh, and she, she was saying something at one time says she knows that that's not her part. She knows her part is making the magic happen after that. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's all her. So I'm just going to kind of turn the stage over to her and let her tell everybody how she put together this army we've got. Yeah. Okay. I was so disappointed to find out <laughs> when I thought Jeff called me, I thought he knew like within Avon and in network marketing, I'm known for promoting and, and marketing. That is my big thing. And that's what I wow. spoke about when I taught seminars all over the world. Mm -hmm. Jeff didn't know any of it. And I thought that's why he picked me. <laughs> so the whole time he was writing and we were going back and forth, I was making plans and I have all these notebooks and yeah. folders and plans because I knew I was up next. I was on deck. So I was, I, I actually started a month earlier than I think he was anticipating me doing because I yeah. know if I'm going to get an army of people, I need more time. I can't yeah. just do it in two weeks. So mm -hmm. um, I opened the Facebook group page a little premature from, I think, when we were um, going to start and yeah. started to put my plans in motion because to me, um, once I get the machine going, I need to get, get after it and stay after it every day. But um, everything that I've ever really done that's worked out, including everything from earning a camp scholarship for my uh, my child's birth sister to selling Girl Scout cookies, everything has been a matter of uh, amassing a bunch of people. Because if you don't have a huge, giant bunch of people, only a small percent are going to want to do whatever you're doing. Yeah. 
So you have to have a giant group to be able to get that small percent to be big. Yeah. So um, that that's what I wanted to do. And I, I have all these notebooks <laughs> of plans because I just knew I was up next. But I, the sad part is I thought he knew. I thought, <laughs> I thought he sat there going, you know what? I want someone who can carry the marketing. I'm going to go get Lisa. <laughs> well, I knew you had a following. I didn't know your gift was so great, but I knew you had a following and you were a sharp lady. But that, you should you be have impressed me greatly. <laughs> you should be even more impressed. They chose you on your character and not on your, on your, you know, how many people were in your fold there, you know, it's okay. So for those, those of us who don't have, uh, you know, 50,000 people following us on a direct sales opportunity, um, what could you, how could you help out somebody who doesn't have a community yet? Well, actually it wasn't, it's not my downline mostly. There's a percent of people in my downline, but mm -hmm. I think from the very beginning of doing business of any kind from on Guam, from way back then, mm -hmm. um, I actually, uh, contacted i still keep in touch with my very first customer from avon i've am amassed a database of people and my whole thing even today is to add people every day and i call it the trifecta if i can get their name their address and their birthday because birthdays is the big giant thing for me i send out about 450 birthday cards a month and believe it or not, just doing that and some random cards during the year, it makes people feel like we've been in touch more than we actually have, even just the one or two cards a year. And um, I've had people, like the majority of my people that are coming to my team now for Avon, they either were on the team at one point or I met them at a seminar somewhere at one point and years have gone by and then they'll call me or they'll sign up out of the blue. And when I look back, chances are their birthday was last month or their birthday was last week and they just got a card, yep. but they felt like they were in touch with me all along. I had a speaking gig not too long ago where uh, she called me and she said, she introduced me as a friend that have been in touch for 10 years. And the reality is I had sent her cards for 10 years she had never sent me anything or responded to me in any way yet she felt that we had the relationship going and that's what i need i, I it didn't matter to me that she wasn't reciprocating i'm i'm giving to give or yeah. sending sending to give not to get the response back so the um the tagline for the show is you're going to want to take notes and i hope we've been taking notes folks there'll be notes below here in the uh show notes but this is you have me at 450 birthday cards a month. Oh, yeah. I, I know we all know you're not doing manually. There's some automation there with your other program, but right. that is that is so impressive. And it's like, well, back to basics. Just I've always said that people say, oh, it's who you know. And I'm like, no, it's who knows you. And that's a huge distinction when it comes to networking and who knows you, you know? And a we, lot of people know you. You think about it, the, uh, and I know you know this, Doug, because we're in the, the Go Givers thing together. Right. The, uh, part of the reason that I ended up reaching out to you as the first person I'd reached out to Lisa on the collaboration idea was mm -hmm. I had been on your show, uh, your, your, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Monday morning madness show year, year and a half earlier than that. And you had just kept sending cards and we, we got to know each other, but you just kept sending cards and everybody loves your cards. And you, you have to mention that service you use about doing that, but yeah, it's just yeah. amazing. And, and so, it, when I reached out to you, I already, already felt like we were friends. I, you know, my wife says, what's this not card from Lisa? We get like 
cards out for no reason. The postcard picture of us, the cookies were amazing, you know, like, and I'm like, and that's what I said, Jeff, you'll appreciate this. I'm like, does she know I don't use Avon products? I mean, I'm not, <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Go on about that. This is important. Oh, no, I'm not trying to sell people stuff when I send the card. I'm actually just trying to keep the connection. I'm trying to, because you may or may not ever want to do business with me, but I bet you uh, out of all those people that get cards from me and I stay in touch with, I'll bet you if someone just walked up to you and said, do you know someone that sells Avon? I want to buy some skin so soft. You're going to say me. Yeah, and I don't sure. think there's going to be any hesitation because I've kept in touch and yeah. right. I'm not really doing it to sell people stuff. And that that's actually hard to hear you think that that's what I wanted. Cause that. Oh that no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I, <laughs> I, um, I said it. But I kind of knew I did. I did. I needed to verbalize it, and I needed to say it out loud. But I knew that you were you're doing it for the reason we're in. The, and yeah, we always mention Bob whenever we're on these on these podcasts. Absolutely. We gotta mention Bob Berg, right? The Go Giver. I mean, my whole my whole business career was framed up from that from his books. Right. Um, but yeah, you, you know, giving without once. expecting anything in return is yeah. a mantra, right? Get so I know you do that, but it was just so much, Lisa. I was just so impressed. What were you gonna say, Jeff? Lisa has such a reach. I was having dinner in Flower Mound, Texas with my daughter, my son-in-law, and both my grandkids. This was oh, three or four weeks ago. Now I don't remember the exact time, but I'm sitting there and there's a lady in the next booth and she's got an Avon cap on. And uh, my daughter, Whitney, pointed it out and I, I got her attention. I said, so do you sell Avon? And she said, yeah. And I said, do you know Lisa Wilbur? She says, oh yeah, we all know Lisa Wilbur. And I said, are you on her team? She says, no, but I know her. <laughs> so, so can I tell you what happened to get me to start? Okay. Cause sure. this would be helpful, I think. But when I first started doing Avon full time, I got laid off of the secretary job mm -hmm. and in my little town of 6,000 people out here in rural New Hampshire, there were already 15 Avon representatives. Mm. So my choices to me seemed like pick something else or convince everybody in town I'm the only one. So I picked option B and then I decided that it wasn't just going to be enough in town. If I wanted to compete on a national level, mm. I needed to reach farther and farther out. So my first objective was everyone within a 10 mile radius. If you just walked up to the anyone in a 10 mile radius of where I am and say, who sells Avon around here? I want them to say me. And then I just kept making the radius bigger. So then I kept doing statewide, New England-wide, US-wide, and then I want to do worldwide. So then there was a point where Avon introduced me. I, I got to speak in Ireland and Canada and the UK. Avon introduced me as their best known representative. So I'm not, I'm not number one, but it's, it's likely that I'm the most well-known representative that they've ever had. And it was all because... I wanted to make sure of that because I heard something that said, you can be successful at anything if enough people know what you do. And that's actually one of the rules in the book. <laughs> so, but I heard that early on. I don't even remember where I heard it, but I took that to heart. Right. You can be successful at anything if enough people know what you do. So to me, uh, in the U.S. at that time, there were 450,000 Avon representatives worldwide. There were about 6 million at that time. Okay. So to me, if I wanted to um, have a big, giant, juicy life like that's what I want, uh, I had to get the top up there somewhere. I didn't necessarily need to be number one, 
but um, being the most recognized is, is good enough. And I've got to do right. all kind of projects and all kind of speaking because of it. And my business has flourished because of it. So I definitely yeah. believe that that's a true, you know, you could be successful if enough people know what you do. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to guess, to correct me wrong, but some of the people that are have large organizations, maybe they're semi-retired or something too. I mean, you're still active, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I took an order while we were on break because I had another Zoom. <laughs> I had my team Zoom, my Avon team Zoom, and then I, I took an order from a customer. You, you really can't not do that. I'm, yeah. I'm confused when network marketers don't work their business every day because, yeah. believe me, my team members go, you want me to sell some lipstick? What you selling? Exactly. You know, they, they don't, they don't let you just sit there. <laughs> They'll all yeah. stop, stop working. Be, and I don't blame them. Yeah. So I've got to be out there example. putting people on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so build, build, building this army, Jeff and Lisa, you, um, you put up a Facebook page and, but you attracted 1200 advocates and you're not all of them are part of your group, Lisa. So what do you guys do to, to do that? Um, it's, it's 1200 it was Facebook group page. Um, it actually, uh, was both of us. He's got a lot of people yeah. too, that came on. Um, I, we, I invited them on my friends list. I invited like 50 a day. I didn't do it all at once, oh, but to everything that I do, and this would be selling cookies or getting the camp thing or this is I do everything on a more than one prong approach. So um, I have a card made that's promoting the site and I send it out five a day and I've done a couple hundred of those. Um, I do on my own uh, Facebook wall. I do. Uh, it, it's it's always a multiple prong approach. And I have uh, a shuffle virtual business card set up for the book itself that I send people mm -hmm. to. And both of us have tap cards for that. But yep. whenever I'm thinking about a project and this is considered a project to me, the book yeah. project. Um, I try to pull out all my tools in my toolbox and that would include send out cards. That don't include the shuffle card that includes right. social media of all the different kinds that includes uh, doing lives and stuff like that. So I just have a big notebook of all the stuff and believe it or not, I haven't got to all the stuff that I really wanted to do yet either. <laughs> I, so I tell people I got this one book. Um, maybe you've heard of it, Jeff. It's called a thousand ways to market your book. I, I had never finished it. I had never finished it. I, I had the first couple chapters. Like, that's enough. I need three things. Yeah. It's funny how people don't do a lot of stuff, too, that's when true, they're yeah. promoting. Right, they need to do yeah. it. You'll appreciate this, Doug. Her reach being like it's been. Yes. When we we originally planned to launch the book, everything was going to be December 1. Yeah. It, we, it, something changed. We ended up going ahead and releasing the ebook early. Yep. And it went, it hit the Amazon number one bestseller thing on um on multi-level marketing and then it hit number eight on women in business nice but we've been selling books in other countries even because of her reach and what she's done up to this point it's yeah. just incredible to me yeah very nice all right so um you built a big army doing all these extra marketing things like it sounds like it's a full-time job yes <laughs> okay no but, but people perspective if they want to do a big launch be prepared to work your butt off you know well and well and the other thing is in my opinion i don't know if jeff even agrees with this but what we've done up to this point is almost like 
prep work because mm. if this book is genuinely going to be a big seller and a long time staying thing, like the other projects I've worked on that were big book projects, like the view from the top book set that is actually my signature mm. project until now. Yeah. Um, that one was, we were selling that for a good 10 years. I'd had three different volumes. They were spaced out a year apart yeah. we did shows on that we did lives on that i did cassette recordings on that mm -hmm. we had we spaced that out for a good 10 years so mm -hmm. what we've done with this so far is almost prep work for when it's released it's a whole new level of work for me and that's how i look at it because we haven't sold any yet or we've sold only kindles so right. I, I've got to get to work twice as hard when I know that there's actually something I can make them go take an action, like buy a book. Right. So, you know, one of the things that she's had us doing too, Doug, is every Thursday evening since September the 29th on my birthday, every Thursday evening, we do a 30 minute Facebook live thing that we invite everybody to. Yeah. And uh, the, the chemistry that we have going back and forth on that, it's almost like George and Gracie. It's just, oh, yeah. it, it's, it's been a lot of, fun and, and it works well and I, that has built the, the the crowd up a bit too and yeah. we've been doing little giveaways like you know we've got the we've got our own merchandise set up on a website yeah. and i will give some of that away and, uh -huh. and but uh, it's the magic of, with the lady with the blue hair it really is I, I wrote a good book it's a it's a good book but yeah. it's the magic of the girl sitting right over there you know it's funny we're we're capitalizing on our inside jokes too because he he told us he had squirrel challenges <laughs> and told a cute little story about it which was hilarious uh -huh. i i clipped that from the show and put it out and now everybody ch chimes in with their squirrel cartoons and memes and <laughs> i'm getting so squirrel harassment <laughs> You can have a whole Instagram channel on, on squirrels, not phones, right? <laughs> yeah, and of course our wristbands, we've mm -hmm. uh I've mailed out five hundred of those. I have two fifty left to mail out. Wow. And so um and you know what's funny is the the wristbands, at least the people that knew me beforehand, I didn't need to ask anybody's addresses because I've got them all in my database. <laughs> so I was just randomly sending them out to people in the group. And then some people were requesting them too. But think of how cool this is. You're part of the team. Yeah. You're part of the team and it has um, the yeah. website address on it too. Yeah. yeah. And they're posting it on social media. They'll post pictures of themselves with their wristbands or their yeah. shirts on. It's, it's people want to belong. People forget that. It's not just about the book. It's about the community you guys are building. That's so vital. Right. I really love that. So, all right. So look back to the book itself. Cause I'm really fascinated about it. Cause I, I, I do have a copy. I've, you know, started it. I didn't finish it yet, but I will. I need um, to send you a new one because you, yeah, the thanks. one you have is a little older. So. Oh yeah. I've got the, the preview copy. So when you went draft, you're like, okay, I want to do the book project. I want to do, I want to, I want to bring a partner. Um, you saw, you know, said Lisa's comment said late blue hair. And you're like, that's a great title. Um, at when, at what part, at what point, did you say I've got a fable step for this? Did that gel between the two of you, or did you already have it in mind? How come? Well, basically, what I did was uh, Lisa and I would spend a couple of hours at a time, and I, I, I basically interviewed her. I wanted to know more about her yeah. life and and what was important to her in doing a book, and some of the things that she said there, especially about women mentoring women and women uh, being prepared just in case life takes an unexpected turn for them and then that they need to be able to make a living and maybe they hadn't done that before. Yeah. And so I began to think that out and, 
And one of the things I, I love to do is I'll just kind of lay back sometimes and just think out a storyline and put myself in that position, mm -hmm. or, or in this case, put my daughters in that position and think, okay, what would yeah. I, what would it be like for them? What would I be going through? What would they be going through? And so I, I used John David Mann's, uh, you know, this book, he wrote the book, how to write good or at least gooder. Yeah, right. <laughs> great title for a book, especially from a great author. He, in my opinion, he is the best author, storyteller yeah. in our time. But anyway, he, yeah. he has a format. That he kind of teaches you to outline things and mm -hmm. do your research. And so I started that outline right. and I pretty quickly settled in on the main characters okay. and how I wanted to introduce everyone and uh, the how I was going to go about making this a single mom. And uh, we kept okay. that secret. And so it, it and then I just let my heart do the writing. I just oh. go into it and I write the dialogue based on what I would feel if I were sitting there at the time. Right. Yeah. Well, kudos to, to John, of course. We both love that man and his, his books. I think I read Steel Fear almost in one sitting. It was so compelling, right? So it's so yeah. well done. Um, but Jeff West, you're no slouch, my friend. I mean, when Thank I first you. read I saw a tour guide, I'm like, and I've never had, uh, you know, an executive come to me with their book and do a lot of the editing or, or do over. Yours was done. You're an amazing, amazing writer and storyteller yourself. Well, take that, that as a high compliment. Where did that come from? Just your, your Texas charm, or where did that come from? I've always, I've always been full of something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I have always been creative. I mean, I've, my background's in music, and I've got a degree in music composition, and okay. I've always enjoyed being in that creative mode. And I actually had a, an English teacher in high school that encouraged it. And uh, she did live long enough that she was able to read the unexpected tour guide. And that, that made me happy and it made her happy. Right. Uh, but um, I'm just, I've always liked creative writing. And I, I, yeah. when you get working in life and putting things, you know, things are going on, I put a lot of that on the back burner. But I actually, when I was the state manager for Aflac in Houston, began to do creative writing, coaching emails to go out to my management team every week. Oh. And so I would tell a story and then work in the lesson. And that was just my habit. I loved reading the parables from Ogmandino and from uh, yeah. John and Bob. And so it's just, right. uh, it, it's just been something that makes me happy. And when you're working yeah. at something that makes you happy, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like something fun. That's right. Yeah. Very true. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned music, Jeff, because, you know, I've got a musical background and my, my daughter is teaching music for a while. And I think there's something that people don't understand that with a music background, you understand like, like cadence and tempo mm -hmm. and, and, and I think it, it comes into your writing in terms of how you structure something where there's, you know, different volumes going up and down and crescendos right. whatnot. Would you agree with that or? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it, it's funny you mentioned that. Lisa and I have been working on the audio book mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. And uh, I went into a, a studio and Denton Lisa's doing it at her studio at home. And <laughs> but I'm coaching as her as we do it. She's ha she's she's allowing me the, to be her director. And it, uh -huh. it's been a very funny thing because I will go through. <laughs> giving coaching about the voice inflection and you know let's right. do that again think of it in this term and she's doing an awesome job she never gives herself enough credit for that she's doing an awesome job but it's that that you just mentioned it's that background probably in music that makes that so um noticeable and so. easy i guess for me so but lisa are you recording the whole book yourself then no we're we're both doing it yeah we're so both I, like are you doing it like a like a show like dialogue like bell and michaela the voices oh what? no well, yeah, kind of. Somewhat. Yeah, somewhat. He's uh, Jeff's doing the narration. You want me to okay. tell him what, why we're both doing it? <laughs> sure. 
Sure. <laughs> He's good. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna blush. This is gonna be awesome. Oh, okay. So. No. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I sent him uh, like a sample of me reading the first chapter, uh -huh. and Jeff is a teacher. And he's awesome about that. But whenever I send him anything, he'll reply back, not just with a suggestion, but him doing it or him writing it. So if I send him a note, he sends back an example of what it should have looked like. So he sent back himself talking uh -huh. on the audio. And my the majority of people that follow me, let's face it, are women. Yeah. And they're probably around my age, probably. And now he knows where, I know where this is going. See, he's getting red. Yeah. Uh, but Mr. Sexy Voice, oh my God. I said, you know, right? if these women hear your voice, they're going to lose their freaking mind. <laughs> so I said, we have got to figure out a way for us both to do this because it just would yes. be robbery. Yeah. See, robbery for them not to hear his voice because right. he does have an awesome voice. Yeah. Too bad 900 numbers aren't still a thing, Jeff. You get the <laughs> Well, basically, <laughs> what I'm doing, I'm doing the narration. Every every part, every chapter opens with narration. That's the way I set a story yeah, up. Yeah. And then when it gets to the dialogue part, when it's female dialogue, uh, Lisa's doing it all, and she'll do okay. the narration even in between the dialogue there. Right. And, and then when it's male and female dialogue, I'm doing the male voice. She's doing the female voice. And then when there's a more section that just needs the narrator, I do that. But yeah. uh, I'm guessing, and and I haven't really checked it out, but I'm guessing. She's probably doing 65 to 70% of the narration and I'm doing about, okay. about 30%. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you all know, of course, audiobooks have like five years of double digit growth rate. So you got to get that part done. Mm -hmm. Which speaking yeah. of which, uh, Jeff, um, are you going to do your, your other book in an audio book? I am. I am. I'm good. We're, I've got to finish this and get this off my plate, but then I've got yeah, to yeah. go to the studio and do that. And by the way, I have you to think that, to thank for this too. And I, 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 I know it sometimes embarrasses you a little bit when I do this to you, yeah. but the you're coaching to me just in a, a casual conversation between two guys yeah. talking about this. You had mentioned the audiobook thing and you were talking about the unexpected tour guide. But as we did this, I'm thinking with Lisa, I said, okay, we need to do that. And I'm actually really good at editing and doing things like that. I did mine in the studio and I'm gonna have the studio guy make sure that the two recordings match level wise and they fit into right. the ACX right. format. But then I'll do the actual editing. I sent Lisa a couple of them just a minute ago, but nice. the, but I have you to think for that because I know I, I now listen to audiobooks and uh, I've got an audible membership and gosh, I, I, John David Manns and, and Michael yes. Connolly. I'm a huge Michael Connolly fan on that. Mm -hmm. And, but I have you to thank for that because I don't know that I would have gone to the effort of saying, this is important if you hadn't coached me. Yeah. Well, you're very welcome. And I can't wait to hear the accents from the unexpected tour guide. Cause you got a couple guys, a Creole <laughs> accent there. I want to hear you can do all, both voices there for that one. Hey, Jeffrey can pull this off. I, I, I can I, 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 I can go redneck if I need to. All right, good. So that will be a blow the audience. speaker sound on that. Yeah, I don't know if your audience like that, Lisa, but it's, it's, it's a good story. It's really well done. You, you um, know, if, if you don't mind me saying, uh, Jeff, um, the thing I think that's so interesting about him when we were working on this project and if your audiences are working with a co-author or considering doing that is he listened to me so much when we were going back and forth about the storyline that i was stunned and i don't know whether it's because in my experience men don't listen to me which could be <laughs> what <laughs> right but he listened and when he sent me a chapter to look at 
every time he got something of my story or my life in the chapter, I actually gasped because it was so, I don't know, unexpected and awesome. I went, oh! and the people that know me that wrote endorsements recognized it too. So it's not, it, and I think to have a partner that listens that much is, is, huge well, it's, 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 it's just like one of the best sales leaders in the, in the world so of course you better well better better be a good listener Otherwise, i have to tell you one funny job. story she sent me an email one day or yeah. maybe it was on the a zoom call i don't remember but it's after i'd sent the chapter to her and there was a really some emotional stuff in that chapter yeah and she said she said are you a chick <laughs> And I said, no, but I can strap on my ovaries when I need to. <laughs> so glad you said ovaries. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that being said, yeah, I got the PDF up here and I'm like, I can't wait to get the first version. Jeff, you had that mentioned ovaries on the guest, on the, the show. Could have been worse. I mean, it's not, we can say what we want. We discussed it earlier, you know, we're adults here. We don't, there's, no, there's, no kids, there's no kids watching this podcast. You know, whatever you want. Um, wow. You guys, you guys are too much fun. Um, so in terms of uh, takeaways, what people can get out of this, obviously I'm, I'm really um, impressed with the marketing, the reach you've done and the book itself. Of course, it's like, you know, I said, I've, I'm about halfway through it. It's really quite good. Um, what would be your advice to anybody who is thinking about doing a book or marketing their existing book? How, what would you do, what would you say to them in a, a sentence or two or a couple of bullet points how to help them out? Um, to me, it's it's not about the book. You don't you don't wait till you have the book to start your amassing of people. You mm -hmm. have to if you're a business owner, you should already be doing this is that you should be a collector of people's information and a collector of relationships mm -hmm. and you should be working on ways to keep in contact with people long before you think of a project or what you're trying to promote, because mm -hmm. you need all those relationships in order to complete a project. Right. So I, I think that's the thing is, is even if you're not on, on deck to do a book right now, start building your team just yeah. to have a team, just to have the relationships, just to have the connections, because then any project that comes down the road, including your book, is going to have a better chance of success because you'll have mm -hmm. uh, people to get to know what you do. Sure. Right. Jeff. I'm, on my end of it, this part I would add is if you're writing a book and you're wanting it to connect, the, there's a thing that I teach outside of the author world, which is called fusion points, engage mm -hmm. the science of persistence. And basically, when you boil it down, people are going to make decisions to move forward based on a combination of positive emotion and logic connecting. Mm -hmm. And a business fable is the best example of that in a book because we've taken yeah. the logical lessons that Lisa was teaching in her team. I've added a few things in there too, but right. then we wrote a story that the story is going to connect with the audience. It's, it's mm -hmm. already has the, the, the feedback we've gotten, even like the people who have done the endorsements and then given us behind the scenes feedback. This story connects so well with people. And it's something that they get it, they get passionate about and they, they want to share the idea. So it, it's it, you combine that logic and emotion together in a book, even if it's not a fable. If you're yeah. doing just a regular book, but you're making your points, tell stories that will get yes. people's heart involved with the logic <clears throat> of what you're teaching. And it's huge. Man, I, I, I pull teeth in this on a, on a weekly basis, Jeff, because I got 
clients coming with their, you know, highbrow mergers, acquisitions. I'm like, give me a story about that. Oh, you know, if they want their important. audience to take it away and keep it in their in their mind and their heart and use it, yeah. they really want that. They got to listen to you, Doug, because you're telling That's them the right. right stuff. That's right. You tell them. I got to keep that clip. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> they need to listen to you, Doug. <laughs> Awesome. Um, great advice, guys. I, I definitely, um, when, when's the book going to come out? The, uh, the hard paperback? Uh, the paperback is actually loaded on Amazon and we're making the official launch Friday morning after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, uh, 12 o'clock AM. It's going live. And the truth is it's actually sitting there now. And if you sneak, if you're sneaky, you'll find it. But if you'll wait till that morning, I want everybody to go that morning. The price yeah. is going to be $4 less that morning. Because we're going to drop it down Ooh. for a sale, it'll go all the way through Cyber Monday. So November the twenty fifth, twelve oh one a.m. Jump in there, and if you're on, if you go to Facebook, friend us on Facebook. Come be part of the group because we keep the group really up to date on what's going on, and we do special things for the group. So join us. Terrific, terrific. We'll definitely put the links down there for um for the for the present and the future course for the Facebook thing and the, and the book course available on Amazon. So pick it up, guys. I, when the when the book, when you're uh, love to have you. Guys. Again, sometime in December, January, whatever. Tell us more stories. We can talk politics. That'd be fun. <laughs> Anytime for you, my friend. Silence. <laughs> I talk uh -huh. politics. Okay. Well, Polly means many and, well, hey, and, and ticks means blood sucking parasites. Other than that, it's fine. <laughs> hey, hey, Doug, did you know I ran for state rep 10 times? I ran for state Ten rep times. in my district 10 times. Oh, yeah. Wow. State rep over a now? span of twenty over a span of twenty years. No, no, I didn't know. Didn't talk about that. No. no. Did they have an independent think, independent libertarian section there? You had to go. Um, had to slide I ran as right a. I, I got this required signatures ten times and ran as a libertarian every single time. Nice. So yeah, nice. matter of fact, I, I'm not running because um, they're not into doing that. They want me to run as one of the other two parties and. I'm not right. going to say something I'm not. I don't go around telling people I'm a man. I'm not going to go around telling people I'm something not a libertarian either. <laughs> Said the lady with the blue hair. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I enjoyed it. We had our private conversation with both of you about politics. It's always fun. Nowadays, it's hard to do it publicly, but since it's our show, if you ever want to do that, I would love to have it because I <laughs> it would be it would be hilarious. Um, guys, it's great having you on today. We definitely want to have you back. And folks, check out that book. The link before below and. Join their Facebook chats. It sounds like a lot of fun. I think I'll be on the next one. Uh, those are on the on Fridays. Said the man with the sweatshirt. <laughs> the merch. Said the lady yeah. with the blue hair. That's right. One of the He did it. Why can't I do it? <laughs> I'm going to talk to my feminine side like Jeff. I can write like a woman. Mm. <laughs> what? This when is getting Facebook out of hand. Go out? <laughs> Change of topic. When do the Facebook lives go out? We do Thursday, Thursday First night, evenings. and it's Thursday seven evening? to seven thirty. Okay. All right, yeah, so seven. Lisa, send me a link for that. Put it in the show notes here. They can they can log on. We'll boost that up to get some more people on there, and they can. Uh, oh, awesome! Get some more armbands. And it, yeah, and all the replays are on my YouTube channel too. Okay, so cool. awesome! Right. Great Thank guys, you. pleasure having you on, and uh, have a great time. Appreciate you so much. Good Thank you. you. Thank okay. you so Thanks, much. Thanks, All right, concludes our show for today. You make sure you take notes. If you didn't take notes, go ahead and. Click below and download those show notes. There's some good stuff there. Uh, matter of fact, we're going to actually put show notes down there for Lisa's send out cards thing. 450 birthday cards a month. That's impressive. Um, so that's it for today. Go ahead and subscribe to our channel as well. And we'll see you next time. Thanks.